We're under 24 hours. We're under 24 hours. Guys, it is, it is 8.30. It is Wednesday, September the 6th, which means in less than 24 hours, football is back. Oh, I'm not ready. Not Mo- the slightest, Mo- but Mostly because I'm, 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 I have a significant worry that Detroit might be what Detroit, what we have talked about Detroit being, and I may or may not have my you know starting tight end or starting defensive tackle available or on the field. Um, hey Chris, if you'd like to sign that extension real quick so you can be on the team playing tomorrow, that would be great. One problem with that, the guy I'm pretty sure they were looking at for the basis on the of the contract. Just signed today. Yeah, I mean it's just a small, small contract. Um, just, just, just a little, just a little five-year deal. I mean, it's not like they, it's not like they made him the highest-paid defensive player ever. No, it's only oh. thirty-four million a year. Oh, did I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Was that was that they did make him the highest-paid defensive player ever? Oh, one hundred seventy million dollar. Hundred twenty-two and a half million guaranteed, and that—that that was the number that was hanging him up for so long. Was the guaranteed money, and and we're not. You know what? I'm gonna do. It. I'm gonna quote Spaceballs here. He didn't do it for the money. He did it for a shitload of money. Yeah. I don't know how the Niners can afford well anything. Um. I don't. I don't know if they don't count. If, if they count like what's going to be taken out in taxes as you know money back towards the salary cap because they have like eight of the fucking top paid players at their position on their team. So I, I don't know. I don't know what funny money they have. Um, they learned something from the Rams. They they and have apparently mastered it. Say they they have figured it out there. Um, so I would like Jed York and his boys to be investigated by the IRS to figure out what's going on. Um, it's not like there's any insider trading going on. Sure. That's what they want you to think. All right, guys. Real quick, before we get into it too far, real a short quote from Chris Jones. Opinions are like buttholes. Everyone's got one, and they all stink. I'm just get asking for a raise. This is the Too Fat to Play podcast, brought to you by Sticks Golf Lounge in Humboldt. Stop in, play a few rounds, drink a few beers, have a good time. My name is Ryan. As always, with me today, the always bald, always shiny, bald, what? It's I Austin. I, I don't shave my head nearly regularly enough for it to be always shiny, but I do appreciate the the, the vote of confidence there, assuming that it is maintained properly. I, I am bald. James Kelso would be proud. Shh. Yeah. Yeah, he would be. Grant, I don't, I don't know how you could be proud of somebody that was bald before they turned 26, but hey, um, my parents don't seem to be, so maybe he is. I don't know. But yes, it is me. It's your favorite host. 
um, mostly because I can actually get to 10 and don't have to pull up my wiener to do so. Are you saying that I can't count to 21 naked? I'm not sure you can count to 10 naked. I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't want to make any fat jokes here, but I don't think you can see your toes either. I don't like where this is going. All right, let's get back into the big contracts of the day. I, like you said, the Niners are playing with fucking monopoly money. The Chiefs and the Panthers uh, were looking at this deal kind of going, how the hell do we pay our guy? What are they going to do? Fuck. There was a, a 31 other teams said, fuck, how'd they do that? I I don't know how they did it. They ended up click, So today another thing happened that didn't get reported on. The uh, top 51 salary cap um, bullshit. I don't even know what it was. Like the top 51 players on your roster counted towards the salary cap. Is this real? Or, or, or some shit like that. It went away today. And the Niners restructured George Kittle and Trent Williams' contracts, saving $24 million. NFL contracts have to be the most confusing thing ever. So it's like, hey, you're going to count for $30 million against the salary cap, or we'll give you $25 million right now and your salary cap number is zero, and then we can go sign, I don't know, Defensive Player of the Year Nick Bosa to a $34 million contract, and then as soon as the inks dry on that contract, we'll restructure his deal to create an additional $572 million, and then we'll go sign the 52nd and 3rd running backs to fit to fill the roster. I, I don't It doesn't underst- make sense. NFL math is the reason, like, like, it's NFL math and bowling math. And then you get into the easy stuff like calculus and trigonometry and advanced physics. You get to the easier stuff once you get past those two. Right. Be- yeah. Because obviously, if you knock down 10 pins 12 times, it equals 300. That's just common knowledge. Well, it's just a three-time score multiplier. Yeah. I mean, effectively... Not getting into that, but <laughs> it's. I, I remember it about this much from high school bowling when we had to do it all by hand. I don't remember shit. I'm honestly, I'm usually shocked when you if you remember what we had for dinner while we're recording this podcast. That's true. I do drink a lot while we record. Some might say there's a problem. Yeah, I don't have enough whiskey. But before we dive too far into the NFL, we, we've covered obviously the big story of today. Um, I, I think there's one other big story that deserves attention because obviously it, I mean, it revolves around an NFL Hall of Famer. It devo- revolves around a guy that when I talk about the position he played, I refer to it as his position. Deion Sanders at Colorado. Bro. Um, a. To replace 75% of your program, and don't get me wrong, TCU was overinflated. I don't think that team's going to be good this year. But to come out, to play 
the team that finished number two in college football last year, granted, very different roster. You don't have the quarterback. You don't have the receiver. You don't have the middle. Like, there's, there's a lot of pieces from that national championship losing team that aren't on TCU this year, but they were ranked number 17 in the country. To come in as unranked, a team that went 1-11 last year, a team that everybody was talking down on because all of your guys are from HBCUs. Shadur Sanders went from, okay, he may be able to play, to oh shit. That, we're looking at a possible top 10 pick. Say so he, he went from a maybe drafted, I mean, I've seen legitimate conversations that he may be a first-round quarterback. Dude, his accuracy. His accuracy on the... So last year, his accuracy wasn't great. It was good enough. He was putting the ball wherever the fuck he wanted to this weekend. And TCU couldn't do a damn thing about it. The one thing that worried me is is when you got pressure on him, he he made some mistakes. He he didn't throw great balls. But Shadur's going to be a name, man. He's going to be somebody that you're going to have to watch. And I... I don't know that he can sustain the season to try and lock himself in as a first-round pick. Honestly, if he's not, I'd almost expect him to come back. I mean, A, it's got to be freaking awesome to play for your dad in college, especially when your dad is Deion Sanders. That's That's got to be a special thing. And, and, you know, this he could play this year, he could play next year, where he gets to be on the same team Chasing the chasing the championship dream with his dad and his brother. Because Shiloh, granted, obviously overshadowed by another guy that plays defensive back on that team. Yeah, the the so far the best player on Saturday. Yeah, Travis Hunter. I mean, the dude played a hundred and ten snaps. Started at wide receiver, started at corner. Like, I've seen people, again, I know it's week one of college football, week two, whatever you want to call it. But, I mean, they're talking like, I mean, as far as Dion's concerned, he's come out and said it straight, and I've seen some people agree with him. If you draft him as a cornerback, you're drafting him in the first round. If you draft him as a wide receiver, you're drafting him in the first round. That dude is, that dude's electric. I mean, not very many times have you seen the stat line of somebody finishing a game with, I think, 11 receptions or nine receptions for 110 yards and an interception. And a touchdown. Yeah. And and he had also, he dropped one. Shadur missed him deep on a deep one. And then he had one called back due to a penalty. Should have had four touchdowns. And there were also two other plays where he had a pass breakup. That should have been six going the other way. Could you imagine if one of those, let's say he had one more offensive touchdown and a pick six heading the other way? Dude, I I don't know what, I mean, obviously, the only thing you can compare him to is his head coach. Yeah, I mean, his head coach, Charles Woodson, maybe. Charles didn't play both sides of the ball. He did a little bit. Not as much, but he he played a little. He, he he didn't start at wide receiver he, by any. He means. might line up at wide receiver, but when Dion 
started at wide receiver and started at and, at corner. But De- I mean, Dion Dion was a wide receiver at sometimes. Like he didn't really. No, he didn't play receiver. You're you're right. Travis plays Play. receiver. I mean, he's he might be the second best receiver in college right now. Granted, I'm I'm not taking anything away from Coleman down at FSU because that kid is a freaking stick of dynamite too. If they come out and do it again week two, just absolute say if they, if they come out and just run roughshod over Nebraska, which I, and I get it, it's Nebraska. It this is a Nebraska. team that had one win. Yeah, a program. So yeah, a program that was in shambles. Like we'll just call it what it, the, the program was closer to getting shut down than it was a national championship. Yes, he, to say he turned the program around. Isn't true. It it, it doesn't. It doesn't just. Thank you. It that's what it doesn't justify what's happened. That team won one game out of twelve. They were what twenty four and a half point underdogs. That season ended eight and a half months ago. They come into this game as twenty four point underdogs. Put forty five points up on TCU. Yes, it's a Big Twelve defense. That team just lost a national championship game. That team that team season ended so seven months ago. Let's step out on a limb here and say TCU dominates the rest of the season, right? I don't think it's going to happen. I, like you said, I think TCU's kind of taking a step back. Having them ranked at 17 felt right. It really did in the national rankings. After this weekend, if they dropped out of the top 25... I think they did. Did they? Okay, I, I hadn't looked. But let's say Colorado dropped, jumped into the top 25. They They're 22. That feels right. And I'm not... If Colorado makes it up in the top five, I want I want to see them at that point in the playoff for the championship, right? Even if they, they touch it. If they, if they hang around the 20s, mid-teens, sniffing the top 10, fine. If if either one of these teams comes out and continues to dominate, like TCU did last year, and Colorado continues to do, especially after that week one performance, I think it puts everybody on notice. If they continue to do that, you can't start to discredit, obviously, what Colorado did week one. If they come out and annihilate Nebraska, I don't know who TCU plays this weekend, but... If TCU comes out and throttles whoever they're they're playing this week, I don't care what team it is. I I don't care if it's fucking Northwestern State. They come out and throttle them like a number seventeen team should. Then I think what we've seen happen on Saturday might have been the real deal. Maybe that was a twenty. And seventeen team playing, playing each other like that. Maybe that's the rankings we're seeing. Forty five, forty two. That's a close game. Both offenses went off. No, nobody college football that kind of gets inflated, especially when you have OU. I think winning by seventy eight. Was it seventy two or seventy eight? I think it was seventy two. Was it? 72? It was a lot. It was unnecessary. Fuck you, Boomer Sooners. 
aggravating ass chant bullshit. But when when you have a game like that compared to a game like Colorado's, where they win by three and it takes that fourth quarter interception to help seal the game. That and that's the other thing. Travis Hunter didn't intercept the ball in the first quarter. That was a fourth quarter. TCU was driving down the field. That was blow for blow. So I, I what I think is getting lost here is TCU might not be as good as they were last year. Having them ranked at 17, throwing haymakers against a, a team that shouldn't have been there, I, I feel like you and I were on the same team. Don't count Dion out. I don't think we thought this. I thought I thought that team would be I, I thought Colorado would be ready for the battle. I didn't know that they would win. That. Like, I felt like the 24-point spread, that was easy to take the under. To take, give me Colorado and the points there all day long. That right. was an easy take. Right. I, I felt like Vegas had that. I, like, Vegas was throwing you a bone. You just took it and ran. Yeah. So, I, like I said, I think that was. That seemed like a horrible misrepresentation. I thought that was an easy take. I mean, it, if you but, if we would have come into the season and you would have said, this is, team is ranked 10, this team is ranked 12, and that's the game we got, we'd be having a completely different conversation right now. It's because Colorado was unranked. Nobody knew, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Do I want to take anything away from TCU? No. It, they lost by three, and they were driving. It's not... They didn't get blown out. If they would have got annihilated, fine. I don't know what's in store for TCU, obviously, from here on out. Say they continue to play like they did last year. Because TCU is a good football program. That that program produces pro players. Maybe it's not playing in the national championship game every year. But it produces pro players. I, I believe we're watching the ascent of Colorado. I mean, it's hard not to think that. I mean, Shadur came out and threw for 510 yards in his Power 5 debut. A guy that they were like, okay, yeah, he tore up the HBCUs a little bit. He's not going to do that at Power 5. He comes out and does that at the Power 5 level. Because I don't care who you are, throwing for 500 yards still means something in, in sports. That's... That's a whole lot of yards. I mean, what's weird is that a lot of us that watch the NFL as well got numb to 500 yards, especially early in Patrick Mahomes' career. His first season, holy shit, 500 yards a game. Second and third season, you expect it. And we've, we've become numb because now you have Josh Allen that can do it. He can do it weekly if he needs to. Joe Burrow can I mean, do Joe, it weekly. I think Joe's done it more than anybody recently. Right. Like, like that's 500 yards passing is – you don't think that's a lot. There's like four guys that do it. Maybe. Yeah, and I mean, say Patrick had a couple of games like that to start, to start his career. Yeah. But, I mean, the only guy that's done it with any kind of – I mean, recently the only kind of – Consistency. I mean, it's Joe, and I mean, and that's one of the best passing attacks. I'll go ahead and say ever. I mean, 
name a quarterback that that's walked out a better quarterback that has walked out with the receiving talent that Joe has. I mean, that dude's I mean, Joe's one of the better throwers of the football ever. I, I'm not taking anything away from Joe Burrow. I and if you I, and at this point, you you shouldn't expect me to take anything away from Joe Burrow because I've been pretty heavy on the train that hey yeah that guy's the second best quarterback in the league, not as a dig to him, but no I I am. It's going to be fun to watch both of these teams. I, Obviously, I, you I and am, I are. Big. I'm, I'm trying to be better about watching college football because admittedly in the past I really haven't been because well. I, I'm a KU fan, so watching college football has never been something I would call cathartic. I'm an Arkansas fan, so obviously I'm sitting right there with you. Both of our teams went, what, like 500 last year, and they played in the same bowl game against each other? Yeah. Uh, which was fireworks. Yeah. So I'm, granted, KU did put up like 40, 48, I think, with their backup quarterback. Um, but... Dude, I am. Uh, I I'm excited for college football. I'm gonna do better about trying to watch it. Obviously, things happen. I, I schedule Sundays. I will I will spend time on Saturdays. As soon as the basement gets done, we can throw the small TV on college football on Sunday. No, we won't. Um, Let's say we're gonna watch reruns while there's live NFL going. You know, there's always one or two games on on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Typically, is isn't there? No, I thought no. there was last year. No, college football took the doesn't have those. Um, but ESPN ran. Just where ESPN ran one. I don't think so. But anyhow, getting back to the NFL. Um, obviously, we'll we'll start with Kansas City because we've already mentioned one of the large contracts. Um, I do think there is some mind games being played, which I think is rather humorous. Because reports are that Chris Jones will be at the game tomorrow. Whether he's in street clothes or pads, we'll find out. So if he's in, if he's in street clothes, is he going to be on the sideline? By the sounds of it, he's going to be on the sideline tomorrow. Um, so there's some fuckery afoot. I mean, his direct quote is, I could be playing, I could be on the sidelines. I don't know. We'll see tomorrow. Kind of feels odd um I, w- I would very much like to see him on the field tomorrow because obviously when you're talking about a top five defender in the league it's better to have him there than not have him there all uh nick bosa but the chiefs have another significant potential problem um travis kelsey hyperextended his knee on tuesday He's still listed as doubtful, isn't he? He's listed as questionable. Okay. Hey, that's an improvement. That is an improvement from the last time I seen. Yeah, he he's listed as questionable. Um and and I realize why Chief fans are confident. You're hanging a banner, you're celebrating, and then you're starting the NFL season. Shouldn't that be worrisome to anybody? You're hanging a banner against a team. That at the end of last season, let's do a quick recap here. The last game of the season, they were out of the playoffs. They have nothing to play for. Win, lose, they're going home. 
And just to put a middle finger up the ass of Green Bay, they fucking smoked them. The score was a lot closer than it should have been. And you and I talked about that last last year. That score does not represent the game. That game was the Lions game, or the Lions game, the from the, the moment that kickoff happened to the final whistle. The let's, Lions had that game won. Let, let's not pretend that this is the the 0-16 Lions team. This is this is not your daddy's Lions team. Like, this Lions... I've seen multiple posts. The Chiefs can beat the Lions without Chris Jones or Travis Kelsey. I don't. I don't want to be the guy. I don't want to be the guy flying the the naysayer flag from the get go. The Chiefs can lose this game with Travis Kelsey and Chris Jones. Very much so. And this don't it, do not overlook these Lions. That this, this team is a damn good football team. I'm, well that, coached, the talent's there. I mean, it's you're, you're no name about talent. A, you're talking about a team that could, I mean, realistically, that should be a playoff team, if not a division winner. That that is a that is a very good football team. They have a good defense. They have a good offense. They have a head coach that you just want to run through a brick wall for. Don't do not look past these lions. I mean, if. If we're talking next week about the Chiefs losing to the Lions, am I going to be upset? Obviously. But surprised? No. Surprised? No. No, I I, I filled out a pick'em sheet today, and it took me a long time to to put an X on the beside the Chiefs name, and I admit that was picking with my heart. I, my heart told my head to shut up, and I picked the Chiefs. Because I was leaning towards Detroit. I I think hanging a banner in front of that team, and that team especially, because you know Campbell's going to say something. You know he's going to have those boys ready and fired up. I I think this game could be... Do I think the Chiefs will win? Yes. Yes, I do. Am I certain that they're going to win? Absolutely not. This Lions team is going to come prepared and if if they're if they're short-handed, two of the most two of the three most important players on that team, I think that matters. I this Kansas City team has depth, yes. But you don't you don't next man up Chris Jones and Travis Kelsey. No. The, there, yes, there, there's very few squads in the NFL where you can next man up any position. And and, and it's the bottom feeder teams where where the guy you're replacing really wasn't that good. So the next guy can, you know, when you're talking about a guy that gets four sacks a season, yeah, you can next man up that guy. You, you can't next man up the best defensive tackle in football, the best tight end in football. It's going to be different. And if Travis is out, hopefully we get to display some of this wide receiver talent that everybody t- talks about. Because, oh, this is the best and deepest Chiefs wide receiver room that he's ever had. And 
I hate to tell you this, it's hard it's hard for me to get behind this is the best wide receiver room he's ever had when he got to line up with Tyreek Hill as a wide receiver. Guy's top three receiver in the league while he was in Kansas City. He still might be. I'm not saying he's not. I'm just in Kansas City. It was if you had him below three, you were lying. And to to have a lot of unproven talent at wide receiver is kind of scary. Granted, having Patrick Mahomes, you're like, eh, they'll figure it out. But sometimes offenses take a little bit to figure it out. Some sometimes they don't they don't fire on all cylinders immediately. I'm not sure this defense is going to stop enough people without Chris Jones in the middle of it for the Chiefs to be able to feel it out against Detroit. No, I agree. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to get into our pl- my pick for the game. Um, obviously, you, you're very in on this game. This is your guys versus the Lions. Um, I don't like making this pick and you already know where I'm going now mm-hmm. um, but my my brain is telling me Dan Campbell wants to come out and make a statement if they lose I I, I, I wouldn't I mean, be surprised Detroit's an, yes they can end up with an L beside their name the Chiefs aren't walking off that field healthy if they do but I don't think Detroit can lose this game Unless they come out and get blown out of the water, right. which it, I don't it, see happening. If it's a 35 nothing game at half, fine. That, then Detroit's if, not what we're if, ready for, and and the Chiefs, why were we doubting them? Yeah. This, by no means, me. I'm picking the Lions. I'm picking the Lions on like a game, game-winning walk-off field goal. This is going to be a long, drawn-out nail-biter this, this is going to be another dragon game. Like again, I think if if Detroit loses, if Kansas City wins on a last second field goal, and I know there's no moral victories in the NFL. No, but I feel bad for whoever the Lions would play Week Two. That that validates fuel. the Lions. That's fuel. That's all that is. If the Lions win this game, once again, I feel bad for. Whoever the Lions play on in week two. The, that validates the Lions. The only way that this is a bad game for the Lions is if the Lions get blown out. That that's it. That's the only possible way that this game is bad for the Lions. Win, lose, draw. If the Lions are competitive, the Lions are here. And we know that. Kansas City. And, and, and again, you're hanging a banner in front of Dan Campbell. If there's one team that I don't really want to see or have watch us hang a banner before we play them, dude, it's Detroit. That team's gritty. Team's mean. They're dirty. They're nasty. They're fantastic to watch. And the, and it's funny you use all those agita- or, uh, adjectives. Uh, and you use dirty, but at the same time, they're not. It, they play so clean. Oh, I'm, I'm right. I know what dirty, you're saying. Gritty, right? I'm, like, but, I said, it, and, and but I, I feel like people look at that because of the way Dan Campbell speaks and the way that the team kind of holds itself. 
oh, that's a, those are dirty players. You watch them. That is the most disciplined, form, form tackling, fuck you up, and the NFL can't do anything about it team in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, they're, like I said, it that that's going to be a good game. And, and when, when they announced that schedule, I was like, okay, that's kind of fucking dumb. Considering the other teams on the schedule, because we have Philadelphia, we have Buffalo, we have Cincinnati. I mean, you get these games where you're like, you know that you you could have had a Super Bowl rematch as Week One, but honestly, like if Detroit is what we think they are, this could be a damn good way to kick this season off. I'm ready. I I am too. Again, it, I mean it's Week One. Obviously, as a fan, that's that that is looking forward to. I mean, I'll I'll say it. I'm not Nick Wright in this bitch, but I do... The the Chiefs... I believe any season you walk out with Patrick Mahomes, 20-0 isn't a ridiculous accu- you know, a ridiculous thought. Patrick Mahomes is your fucking quarterback. You can win every game you play. Right now, there's, there's three quarterbacks and two teams. One of those quarterbacks, I'm not confident about his team. If you're the Bengals, you should also look at your schedule and go... 20-0, I feel like we can do it. I don't feel like there's a team in the NFC that can do that. Maybe the Eagles, maybe the Niners, but you also look at that and go, they, they have to play each other. Yeah. They also have to play the boys and the Seahawks. Those, for as much as I hate both of those teams, those teams play tough. And those are rival games. <laughs> like, Cowboys-Eagles, even Cowboys-Seahawks, That's that's... That's a little bit of a rivalry. Nobody really thinks about that, but it is. Those are all rivalry games that are played differently in divisions that when they play each other, play each other tough. I'm not... So, obviously, the Bengals in their division, they... they, That's the toughest division to play in football. The the Bengals are hard to see going 20-0. And, again, this isn't me talking shit on Joe Burrow or the Bengals. That entire division could make the fucking playoffs. Well, depends. Are, are they going to have a massage parlor in the playoffs? They might have the greatest massage parlor in the playoffs. I mean, if, if Deshaun Watson is 80% of what he was in Houston, Cleveland's a fucking problem. Baltimore, if Lamar's healthy, Baltimore's a fucking problem. The Steelers, if Mike Tomlin the head coach, turns out he is fucking problem. <laughs> They definitely ain't going under 500. Like, that entire team could be could be at week 17 before they're eliminated from the playoffs. That entire division is good. It's hard to win divisional football games. You play six games against teams that know you well. That division's going to be tough. You, that you've got consistent consistency at coaching there. You've got consistency at quarterback there. You've got consistency and hatred there. That division's going to be fucking tough. Granted, I realize the Chiefs also have the Chargers that they have to go through twice. And one of which is Week 18. That's also tough. I'm, I'm not trying to discredit the Chargers here either. But, I mean... Am I am I Nick Wright where I'm hanging a banner without a doubt going 20-0? No. He did that shit last year too. 
I'm a Chiefs fan. I don't really care to listen to Nick Wright because he is such a homer that it's it's hard to listen to. It. It, it's I. I try to present myself as reasonable. You try to present yourself as reasonable. Do we get off the rails sometimes? Absolutely. We're football fans. We're fucking stupid. That's how this works. But, God, dude. I'm just... I have a nervousness about this game. That for week... Like, week one last year, I was I was excited, but I wasn't that nervous. The Lions are a terrifying team to me, and and if you don't see them as that way, I just I don't think you've been paying attention, because that team is studly. But we will move off the Chiefs because I could sit here and talk about this way too long. My wife's already thinking this is going too long. Um, we started early, and we're on our second episode of the night. You've met my wife. This is true. She doesn't like me. I get it. So we'll get to Sunday now. Um, there, there's there's some really good games. There's some really tough games to pick, um, and there is a couple of games that I'm really not interested in watching. One game that probably won't make the TV. I w- I would like I'll like see the highlights because I want to see if either one of these teams can do anything. There's a couple of rookies that I'm interested in. Carolina at Atlanta. Is Bryce Young an NFL quarterback? He's not as is, tall as one. Is Desmond Ritter an NFL quarterback? He's taller than Bryce Young. So's my men pen. I've got the Falcons winning this one. I also picked the Falcons. Um, I don't trust the Carolina Panthers offensive line to stop. Um, I don't know. Anything? I mean, well, a move that I'm assuming by your lack of putting a name there, this has slipped under your radar because it's easy to do because you don't think about it as a fit. Do you realize who the defensive, the starting defensive end is in Atlanta? I do not. Calias Campbell. A fucking what? I thought he was still a free agent. No, he signed with Atlanta early. <coughs> huh. In case you were wondering what the problem looks like on the other side of the field for Bryce okay, Young. So I had Atlanta by three. I'll take Atlanta by seven. Yeah. So that that well, welcome to the NFL. That monster of a man is coming after you. No shit. That's terrifying. Game two, I don't feel like this one's much of a problem. Houston at Baltimore. Baltimore. Yeah. Baltimore. Not much to say. The next one is interesting because the next one beckons the same question we were just talking about. Who is Deshaun Watson? Doesn't matter. The Bengals are going to throttle the Browns. I just, I, I think it. I think Cleveland can be a decent team. They've got a good defense. They've got the weapons. If they Zach have... Taylor's on the hot seat already. I've seen multiple reports that if if they don't make the Super Bowl, or at least win it, <laughs> he's gone. I, I've seen multiple hmm. reports. I hadn't seen that. Where, I think, I think that's he's a, gone. I, I, think, I, I think that would probably be a mistake. I, I just, feel like just it's Just with a, his relationship with Joe. I agree. I'm not saying you're wrong. 
But I've seen the reports, and if that's true, they're going to come out and they're going to throttle a division opponent who is not a better football team. You've got Miles Garrett, uh, Deshaun Watson. I, I get you've got Nick Chubb, and uh, you have Amari Cooper. Got Eli Moore. Okay, what's the other side got? I I get it. I don't but, I don't feel this is going to be a game. It might start out as a game because it is the AFC North. The Bengals are going to absolutely throttle the Browns. And I'm hoping, and this is just a personal hope, that Deshaun Watson gets his ass handed to him. Let's say four, five times. I hope he just gets smoked. I'm sick of seeing the guy. I don't like that he's on an NFL roster. We talked about this last year. (laughs) I hope he looks just like he did last year. And and regardless, even if he doesn't, they're not going to... So, oh, they put up 35 points. I've got the Bengals scoring them two, outscoring them 2-1. to one. Okay. Um, so I, I think Cincinnati's lack of defensive improvement, and obviously, and honestly... Their defense got worse this offseason. I think it makes it a little more of a game. Um, that was straight whiskey. That I, was, I can, I can oh. tell. Um, oh, that was rough. I, I have Cincinnati winning, but I, I think it's going to be a close game. Um, mostly just because it's the AFC North. Now, if there's three ambulances called after the game... I get that. AFC North, they play different. NFC and, West, and they, they play different. And they are in Cleveland. I, yeah. I think that does matter um, be, because home teams in that division have an advantage. Um, but we'll move on. Uh, easy game to pick, Jacksonville Colts. Jacksonville, although I'm excited to see Anthony Richardson. I, I'm I'm interested in seeing how that game looks for the Colts, Yes. Do I think they're going to win? Not a chance in hell. Granted, I didn't think they were going to win last year in week three, but here we are. Um, stick with the easy games. Tampa Bay at Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota. What, you're not picking Baker? No, oh, me neither. Um, th- this game is intriguing for reasons that I, I don't really care to get into. Tennessee at New Orleans. I'm picking New Orleans. I have no reason to pick New Orleans. I, I, I'm taking them because I think they have the better quarterback. I think that offense is going to be better than expected. Um, I mean, Jamal Williams might have 37 touchdowns by week four whenever Kamara comes back. I, I like New Orleans here. I, th- I don't know that Tennessee's the same team. It's hard to, it's hard to say that for a Mike Vrabel-led team, because that team's always going to fight. They are always going to fight. It, it, I think New Orleans wins this one in a close one. Yeah, so uh, I'm actually taking the upset in this game um, and taking New Orleans is over it, is Tennessee. Is it an upset? I have no idea what the spread I, is. On I this. don't know either. I feel like the favorites coming into this should be Tennessee just based off of uh, last year, um, which is kind of what they base week one off of. 
um, unless you get a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers. And, oh, wait, the Saints got the other Pro Bowl, or, uh, sorry, Hall of Fame quarterback. I'm just quoting Devontae. I, I know, and that's why I stopped. So, I agree. I Something doesn't feel right with Tennessee. Now, if Derrick Henry comes out, has 500 yards, four touchdowns in the first quarter, maybe it's a different game. I don't see Tennessee's defense, although they do have Aziz in the middle of that defense uh, patrolling. So, that... That's something to look out for. I am excited to see him as as the feature linebacker. The linebacker doesn't play corner. And uh, last time I looked, the Saints had a pretty decent uh, offensive um, weapon barrage yeah. that they're going to march out onto the field. So I'm taking the Saints. I'm actually shocked you didn't take Tennessee there. I really am. Really? Yeah. If there's one team that we always disagree on, it's, it's Tennessee. <laughs> it it is always Tennessee, and no, I'm I am actually kind of shocked that you didn't take Tennessee there. That's honestly what I was expecting you to do. Um, next game, no, not quite rounding out the noon slate. Um, it's your game, and we talked about this earlier. Uh, I I was already pretty solidified in my pick. I know I, I, I'd already picked them to win prior to this game or prior to the news today and adding Nick Bosa just for me puts puts it over the edge I guess I still think it's going to be a good game I think it's going to be a close game um, but I, I think San Francisco wins this game and honestly even I, I think San Francisco's San Fran could win this game by two scores and it still be a close game. I I don't I don't see them running away from Pittsburgh. You know, if they kick a field goal late to make it a ten point game, sure. I think Pittsburgh's going to be a going to provide some problems. And I know you ha- you have some PTSD with Week One of the NFL season. Um, in, in what? Case, in case anybody's in case anybody doesn't remember uh, them playing Chicago last year. Uh, San Francisco kind of stepped on their dick against Chicago. And by kind of, I mean, that was half of the wins that Chicago had last year? A third, something like that? Unnecessarily uh, high percentage. Um, But yeah, so you and I kind of talked about it earlier. I I threw it out in the group chat. Um, I'll be 100% real with you. Uh, So what this one's at Pittsburgh. So that, that's already going to make it a hard game. So Pittsburgh gets three with home field advantage. I think the line's at three. I think San Francisco's favored by three. I feel like San Francisco now wins by three. When you have – when you're looking at offensive weapons versus defensive weapons, you have an unknown offensive line for both teams and a well-known defensive player – by both teams. You can't win just rushing up the middle unless your name is Chris Jones. Javon Hargrave, I, I, I want to see how he handles uh, the pressure in being in San Francisco. I feel like he'll do fine. He obviously just came from a Super Bowl team in Philadelphia. 
but not having Nick Bosa or a premier pass rusher next to him in your first game in a new city with a new scheme. I, I mean, Nick's going to be there. Right, and that's what changed today. Okay. <laughs> and, and that's kind of what I was getting at. I didn't know how to pick this game without the 49ers' best pass rusher. T.J. Watt's going to wreak havoc on the 49er offensive line. Well, yeah, I mean, he's just going to line up opposite or away from Trent. Right, because he, he knows, and the Steelers know, you're not getting past Trent. You might once, and then after that, Trent's going to grab the underside where it's not holding of, of your shoulder pads right there on, on the breastplate, and he's going to throw you. And you're not going to be able to make it back to the line of scrimmage because he threw you so far. He's going to throw you out of bounds. Trent Williams, obviously, they call him Silverback for a reason. But now you add, you look at it as Nick Bosa and Javon Hargrave now and Eric Armstead versus their line versus TJ Watt in the Niners line. Now you have a unit, two guys, two out of three guys have played with each other. And now the third one just has to go out and do what he does. That's Which big. is be a top five defensive tackle in football. Right, that's huge. And now, so let's just say, because I do believe T.J. Watt's the best defensive end or outside linebacker in the NFL. Love me, Nick. Fuck. I love the fact that they gave him $170 million today. Could have been more. I don't care. Love the guy. I don't want him to not play for my team. Right? I look out there. If you're asking me to pick between Nick and TJ, I don't care. Who, whoever's making the actual decisions, pick one. It, it doesn't matter. TJ's probably the better player. That That's fine. I don't care. So let's just say that equals each other out, and now we have to go to offensive weapons. You have Pat Fryermuth, right, at mm-hmm. tight end, which most of you guys probably didn't know that. This is a tight end show, so we did. Uh, George Pickens, Deontay Johnson, Najee Harris. George Kittle's questionable. Actually, he did practice today with the uh, abductor strain. Um, So, likelihood he plays. He's probable. Um, Might miss the next six weeks, but... Right, exactly. Uh, So, let's just... Let's start from there. Um, Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, Elijah Mitchell who has been the, the premier running back with Christian McCaffrey on the roster. It doesn't make sense, but it happens. Kyle Juszczyk, uh, Juwan Jennings, um, and a red zone threat for some reason. I was kind of looking at it this week. Ross Dwelly does really well in the red zone. Um, I start looking at weapons, and you've got two second-year quarterbacks. Kenny Pickett's the better quarterback. I, I I won't argue that. I'm interested to see what Kenny Pickett looks like this year. I am too. I'm not concerned. I'm excited because he I loved what I seen out of him last year. But when I look at what the two teams have to offer, defenses right now kind of cancel each other out. The, these are two teams that are known for defenses that just fuck you up. Up, down, left, right, fucking backwards and forwards. Quarterbacks, 
I get it. One of them was a first-round pick. One of them was the last pick in the draft. They played identical last year. Not as long. Brock didn't play as long as, as Kenny did. And Kenny got pit better as the season mm-hmm. went on. But right there, those last eight weeks of the season, those were the same guy. So now now what are what are the options on offense? Say the the Steelers run out, Deontay, obviously George Pickens, who we both we've both picked to have a monster year. Um And he'll probably be lining up uh, with Charvarius Ward. Yeah. For most of the day. And I, I there is one guy that I'm really interested to see how he looks in the NFL that we haven't mentioned, who also plays tight end. Darnell Washington. Okay. The behemoth out of Georgia. Because, I mean, that guy grades out as, you know, a left tackle that plays tight end. If if he can, if he's relevant, I think it makes things more interesting. Obviously, it does for us. Oh, most definitely. But, but when I'm looking at but it. No, I, I, by no means am I saying Pittsburgh's weapons are going to be enough to opt. Because, again, but, when it comes to the weapons in a room, nobody walks in with what San Francisco walks in with. Right. And, and I was just comparing defensive line to defensive line. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you. So the only linebacker I know of right now for Pittsburgh is, uh, oh, Jesus Christ. He was a buck to start his career. Then he went to the Niners and the Jets. Uh, fuck, I can't. His Kwan Williams or not Williams? Uh, Kwan Alexander. There we go. Okay. Uh, he's with the uh, Steelers right now. Love the guy. I wish he was still in red and gold. But so you got Kwan. I don't remember who their corners are. Uh, they have Mika Fitzpatrick on the back end. So they've got one of the best safeties in football. One of the best. So. You have Minka on one side, Talanoa on the other side. So you can almost cancel that out. You run through the linebacking core in San Francisco. You have Fred Warner, Dre Greenlaw. Those oh, are I your... forgot. They also have Cole Holcomb. Okay. Not not a household name, but a good linebacker. Uh, a very uh, good Alex linebacker. Highsmith. Uh, oh, I forgot about that. You know their starting strong safety is? Huh. Keanu Neal. Really? Yeah. And then Patrick Patrick Peterson um, is their left corner. Okay, so so, so you got you've got good corners because you've got Patrick Peterson and then you got Joey Porter Jr. who should have been a first round pick. Right. Um, so my only issue with, and it's not an issue, but Patrick Peterson, the Niners have been playing Patrick Peterson his entire career. Obviously, from his early days, the Niners don't have anybody except for Eric Armstead on the team that knows that. But for some reason, I don't know what it is. We've alluded to it in the past. When a player has played against a team, that team just knows that player, even if it's not the same team. Patrick Peterson, I, I can't wait to get that that Hall of Fame Cardinals jersey because that one's going to be cool as shit hanging up on the wall. Um, hell, I'll even take a Vikings jersey because I saw I thought he was still with the Vikings, honestly. I've forgotten he'd signed with Pittsburgh. 
Um, I mean, I knew I knew he didn't sign where he was supposed to sign, and that was Kansas City. So right, and because Kansas City's supposed to have gotten him every year for the last like six. Yeah, but so you got Joey Porter. Let's say he takes out Brandon Ayuk. I I just don't see where they're going to be able to out firepower the 49ers. I'm taking the Niners in a close one. I'm not thinking it'll be two scores. If it's a touchdown, it's a late touchdown to kind of put it away. Um, but I am taking the 49ers. Uh, this morning, I was wholeheartedly ready to take the uh, take the Steelers. And then 2.30-ish happened, and thank God I was on the phone with a customer because I would have come out of my fucking seat. Getting that notification might have been the happiest thing to happen to me all week. Yeah, glad glad you got one resolved. I'm hoping I'm hoping tomorrow they're gonna be like, "Hey, five hours kickoff." By the way, Chris Jones is suiting up, so you guys know. Um, but we'll move on. We still got a few games to get to, and but not exactly pressing on time. But would like to get this wrapped up sooner than later, and we still have like seven games to go. Um, but the last noon game, I don't think either one of us have a significant interest in watching. Not significant. Ar- Arizona. I mean, I, both of us want to, want to see what Washington looks like. Yes. Um, but it, it will not have its own television. It will not be a mainstay. No, no. Unless, um, uh, unless obviously we're watching Red Zone and Washington is just absolutely annihilating. The Cardinals, in which case, I, I feel like I'd ask you to, to swap over. Yeah. But we're, we'll have this figured out. It, it's not a problem. Don't worry about it. Um, I'm upset that we don't have four TVs ready to go. My This electricity issue is is upsetting me in this house. It just depends on how much I want to piss my wife off, I guess. Um, moving to the 3 o'clock slate. Uh, oh, I'm taking the Commanders. Okay. Oh, I just got outbid on something. I'm sure that'll make my wife happy. Um, the 3 o'clock slate. <laughs> there's not a bad game in this in this 3 o'clock slate. There, there's games that maybe you're not super interested in, but there's not a bad game. I'm sorry. I think I see one. I really... I see a game that I'm I'm less interested in than some of the others. I've got one right here. I don't give a rat's ass what happens in. I'm assuming that's the first one. No. No? Okay. Actually, I'm excited for that game. I okay. want to see Jordan Love. So then it's the... F- well, I guess it's probably the fifth one. Nope. No. Fourth one? Nope. Okay. We'll get the oh, second one. Never mind. Couldn't I, give a shit. Yeah. I'm... I guess AFC West. Anyhow. Um, so the first one, Green Bay at Chicago. We finally get to see Jordan Love with his football team. We get to see if DJ Moore and a revamped offensive line makes the Bears a legitimate offense that you have to worry about throwing the ball. We get to see what these teams look like in the new phase. Of what they're trying to do. 
And I'm going to go ahead and pick Chicago. Okay. I'm taking uh, Green Bay. So I have, I have, I've been argued against every time I've taken Chicago today. I'm not going to argue against this. Not, not. I almost took uh, Chicago because that team has played together. Because honestly, we know what they're going to be, and we expect Justin Fields to kind of. Last year, he took that on the ground leap that we weren't expecting him to take. Now, if he can add in the throwing aspect say if he can get back to what he was doing at ohio state you've got a problem on the offensive side of the ball and i'm maybe it's because i have him in fantasy i am hoping for that that second year jump where he becomes or third year jump or however many years this is third year right uh something like that yeah because he, he was drafted uh 10th after uh trey that's right yep so I'm hoping to see that that jump. I'm hoping to see the passing come back. I'm hoping to see that offense move the ball. Um, and and I really, I really think that's what Chicago is going to be. And quite frankly, after Green Bay's number one and number two receivers were added to the injury report with hamstrings today, um, makes for an interesting lead into Week One. But I, whether they're there or not, I'm I'm picking Chicago. I think Chicago's got a team that's that that's going to be good. Um, and I, I'm, I don't know, I'm excited to see what Chicago looks like. No, I I get it. Um, I get where you're coming from with the Chicago, uh, surprising Chicago hype train out of nowhere. Uh, I just believe in Jordan Love. Maybe I jump on the quarterback bandwagon too quickly, although I don't feel like that's been the case for the most of the time that we've known each other. Uh, I'm t- very typically late to accepting a quarterback. What we seen out of Jordan Love last year while he filled in for A.A. Ron was absolute perfection. And it... if. <laughs> It, Jordan Love if he is comes very... out first drive and does that, game's over. Like Green Bay's got it won, and this is also one of those things that I feel like Green Bay owns Chicago. I, I don't like it. I I hate the Packers. There's one saying I hate more than Boomer Sooner, and it's Go Pack Go. And it's amazing that now that one of those things revolve around the Dodgers. Let's not get me off on that. Uh, that tonight. Yeah, let's let's leave these good people to football. I don't want to talk about baseball right now. <laughs> it has been a bad three months to be a Giants fan. I take that back. It's been a bad month. I get it. Your season has sucked the entire season. I had a hope that we were going to go on some sort of streak, and the only streak we've been on since the All-Star is a fucking losing streak. And now my catcher is in the concussion pro- protocol. Okay? Buster Posey Jr. is not on the field, and now Joey Bart's out there. What the fuck is happening in San Francisco? 
Kansas City had 93 losses at the end of September. Oh, yeah. Or the fuck. First, at the end of August. Yeah, and they weren't supposed to be good this year. Talk to me about baseball. Granted, I haven't watched a single Royals baseball game, so there's that. Um, moving on to Vegas, Denver. We're going to find out if Sean Payton's worth the hype. Um, I've got the Raiders winning because I don't believe in Russell Wilson. That's yeah, I do, I do too. Um, but like I said, I mean Sean Payton. We're gonna find out. I mean, again, yeah, he's a Super Bowl winning coach, but he won one Super Bowl with Drew Brees, one of the greatest passers to players to ever grace football. We're gonna find out what he's really worth, or if Russell Wilson really was the. The ass that he was last year. He was ass ass. Yeah. To quote Shady. Um, then, God damn it! If it's not this one, it's probably the Monday night game that I, that's going to be game of the week. Miami. I, I think at it's this Chargers. One. Holy shit! Talk about week one. I, how this game is only a three o'clock game. How they didn't put this in prime time. Yeah, what feels the fuck like are the Rams sin? doing in prime time? The Rams are they're 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 the same they're the same time slot. Oh, sorry, as I, I was I was looking at that and I yeah. Say, this this will be the game on the big television. This will be the game that is featured. This will be the game that I have the most of my teeth sank into. I realize there's a gap in my teeth, but the the full bite will be displayed to this game. God damn it, dude. I, I have struggled with this game back and forth all fucking day. Because, you know what? I don't think it's too much of a stretch to say the Chargers had the better quarterback. I mean, you're... I don't think that's a stretch. I, no, I, I think it. I think that's the only mortal lock of this game. Is that I can tell you that the Chargers have a better quarterback. They don't have the better head coach. I feel like both of these coaches. I, I feel like McDaniel's is obviously the better coach. I don't. I don't feel. But I also feel like if there's, if there's two coaches that might be able to get in their own way for this game, it might be the two coaches in this game. But I, I'm picking Miami. I, I, I think this. I mean, if I'm Speed being honest, kills. I think this is the beginning of the end for Brandon Staley. God, um, I hope you're right. I mean, I, I don't want to see the Chargers be bad for the simple fact that I don't want to see Justin Herbert on a bad football team. Yeah, that, that's I, rough. If if you're at a point where you're firing Brandon Staley by week 12, obviously you've had a bad season, but you get to move on for Brandon Staley. Is there a Jim Harbaugh sweepstakes involved? I, I don't. I don't know what it's going to look I, like. I, I mean, could you imagine that if you're Jim Harbaugh and he th- they talked about him coming out of Michigan this last offseason. Isn't there not a better situation to walk into than LA? I mean, you you you're going to get pick of the litter. Anybody that's applying for a head coaching job's going, I want that one. You're telling me I get to walk in and have Justin Herbert on one side, and then have Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack, Derwin Thompson, Derwin James. Um, like, dude, 
that that team is going to be number one on everybody's list. And I, I mean, we we talked about this last year. As soon as they lost to Jacksonville in the playoffs, we were like, fire him, fire him now, because the, they would already have John Harbaugh. With the talks John Harbaugh had, he was coming out. Jim. Or Jim, not John. They look alike, too. That's the other issue. They're not twins. They're just brothers. They look alike. Their names start with J. It's rough. And I'm a little inebriated. But don't look at me like that. You look like my wife. I'm not disappointed. No, Harbaugh would already be the coach in L.A. I've, I'm picking L.A. And by no means of Brandon Staley's. I want to make that clear. No, Justin I mean, Herbert wins you're, this you're game. You're taking the quarterback. Yeah. And, and I definitely get that. Like, I'm, I but have gone back and forth. and I, It's going to be fourth and seven, and Brandon Staley's going to be like, I don't know what we do. We're on our own seven. We're going to go for it. Instead of punting the fucking football... But the analytics say. But the analytics say, yeah, we know dipshit. So it's I, what I've, lost you a playoff game. I've gone back and forth on this game. I picked Miami earlier, and I'm being consistent with the picks I've already made. I I just think... I, I think the Chargers are a playoff team. I think, the, I think the Dolphins are a Super Bowl team. And that's basically what I'm basing this on. No, I... I agree. Super Bowl teams also lose to playoff teams. Early in the season. No, you're not wrong. I, 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 that little golden retriever that they've got at under center, he just, I don't know. Please please don't call the six-foot-five quarterback the little golden retriever. Dude, he may be a golden retriever, but that is a far-from-small golden retriever. He's a six-month-old golden retriever, Okay. You cannot his, convince me. His otherwise. paws are too big for his body. <laughs> <laughs> the long, flowy hair. But the way, have you like the Chargers TikToks? You seen them? They're gorgeous, is what they are. They're hilarious. The the kid, he's so camera shy, but he wants to be around the camera at the same time. He doesn't understand that he might be the greatest talent to, and that's not talked about enough. The greatest talent to grace a football field. He doesn't realize and understand that yet. He's just like, I play quarterback for the Chargers. And it's like, do you do you understand what that means? He goes, I throw the ball really far. Uh, he reminds me so much of a of a six month old golden retriever. I I can't explain it. The issue is you're dying laughing now, and you because you know you look at it. You he's right. It's stupid. He said something stupid. But he's right. Next game. Philadelphia at New England. I can't wait to watch Mac Jones get his teeth kicked in and the, the, the Patriots realize that the quarterback they should have released was the one that they decided to keep. I'm really interested to see what they do. Because do they still only have one quarterback on the active roster? No, they signed both Bailey Zappi and... I know, but they signed them both to the practice squad. The pra- yeah, exactly. But they don't... Uh, they're going to activate one on game day. It's for all I, all I know. Gotcha. So I didn't know what their plan was. Um, I'm taking Stupid. Philadelphia, but... Uh, Philadelphia to kick the teeth in on the Patriots. I, I feel like the Patriots' offense is not going to do well, but Bill oh. Belichick's defense is... 
is still Bill Belichick's defense. Yeah, but when you have them out on the field for 45 minutes. That's fair. It's going to look worse than it is. And and looking worse is going to be 42 instead of 35. I've got Philadelphia winning, but um, it's it's an interesting – it's gonna it's gonna draw more interest for me than I think I'm thinking about right now, because the Patriots are the Patriots. I mean, in the end, that's still a Bill Belichick led team. And I mean, I'm interested to see. I mean, by no means am I retracting on my statement that I've made several times that I think rookie Mac Jones was the best Mac. That was his ceiling. That that was as good as he'll ever be. I'm wondering if he gets closer to that because he was a good quarterback. Yeah, he His was rookie. serviceable. Yeah, I mean, I mean he 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 was a he was a 16th best starter in the league. Like yeah. he he was in that 15 to 18 range. That that's that is his ceiling. That is the absolute best he can be. And he has Brian. Uh, uh, is it Schottenheimer? No, no. Uh, 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 former Texans head coach. Yes, ball guy. Uh, God, I just completely spaced his name. Yeah, I know exactly. Who He's you're got an O somewhere yeah. in there. Um, but they they haven't they actually have an offensive coordinator this year, so I'm interested to see if Mac is anywhere closer to what he used to be as opposed to what that offense looked like last year. Because I think last year's a, a tough assessment for anybody that played offense because their offensive coordinator was a defensive head coach. That seems to be a fucking problem. I mean, when when your offensive coordinator duties are split between Matt Patricia and Joe Judd, two guys that do not coach offense, I, I think you... Am I going to talk shit on Mac Jones? Absolutely. Him and the Cowboys will perpetually be talked shit upon. But I am interested to see if he looks anywhere closer to his rookie form as opposed to last year with somebody that actually knows what the hell an offensive playbook is supposed to look like. Well, and it, and it's weird that you say that. Bill O'Brien, thank you. Yes. <laughs> oh my God, I'd given up because I I don't care that much because they're starting the wrong quarterback. I said it last year. I'll say it again. Bailey Zappi. That team played for Bailey. They don't play for Mac. But so if you're putting an offensive system in, I get you used a first round draft pick on a quarterback. Cowherd said it great. It doesn't you, matter when you get them, as long as you get them. You whiff on a first-round quarterback all the time. I mean, the rest of his quote was, and we don't know this part yet, so I'm not going to hold too much weight to it, but talking, obviously, about Trey Lance was, you whiff on a first-round quarterback all the time. Very rarely or never do you get a franchise quarterback at, in the last, as the last pick, we don't know what Brock Purdy is yet, but just in terms of looking at it, how I, I don't know if they're starting Bailey Zappi, I'm still picking the Eagles. I mean, I'm picking the Eagles in this game. I don't care who they're starting. The Eagles are a top three football team. Like they, they that might be the second best team in football. Yep, we'll find out if Jalen Hurts can repeat. But no, that that's. That is absolutely there's there's not a situation where I'm picking New England in this no. game. Uh, so we got three more games left, and I know we're trying to get out of here, but we haven't done. I want to do a real quick tonight. Uh, just 
division winners and playoff predictions because we haven't done that yet. And I feel like doing it week two um, is a little too far ahead, so we're going to have to run a little long and and get that done. because okay. I feel like we can probably get through these last – two of these last games probably pretty quickly. Um, Rams at Seahawks. Uh, Seahawks. Seahawks. Yeah. Um, this one is interesting. Dallas at New York. I'm taking New York. I also took New York. Um, I think this is going to be a fun game to watch. I do too. And I <laughs> – we're going to – I'm interested to see how Dak does with a legitimate threat to his starting job on the bench. So I'm, I'm interested to see what this team – what that team looks like. But I – I'm gonna take. I'm gonna give the head coaching nod to the guy that hasn't won the Super Bowl, um, in Dable. And then a game that I, I believe the NFL fucked up on the scheduling because I I'm not a big continuous celebration guy, but I feel like when you have Monday Night Football, there's one show in town, and you're playing on September 11th. I realize you involve two teams that play in, in New, New York. York. Right. But I feel like not scheduling the Jets and the Giants here was a mistake. I'm glad I'm glad if they scheduled somebody to face one of these two teams, it is the Bills. Because it's a significant day. I think if if the Jets and the Giants play each other during a season, they should play on they should play on the 11th. I believe there should be a Subway Series scheduled every year in perpetuity between the Mets and Yankees yeah. around 9-11. And, and, and September 11th should be the game two of that series every year. It, it is, it's one of the few things that I believe that is perpetually celebrated that we should schedule things for. And I, I, I feel like not having the Jets and Giants, the two New York City teams, I realize they play in New Jersey. Playing kind of, kind of feels like a, a ball being dropped. Um, but having Buffalo there is, is a good consolation prize. And I also think it probably makes for a more exciting football game. I agree. Um, that and I think they were looking at it kind of with the uh... – uh, idea of NFC East. Th- these are probably going to be two of the teams fighting for that second position behind Miami out of the NFC East. AFC East. Or AFC East, Jesus Christ. Um, I don't know who you've got to pick on this one. I'm taking the Buffalo Bills and a close one. Team chemistry matters, and we've seen it with Aaron Rodgers' teams in the past where they start off slow. And finish hot. I don't know what the Jets are going to be this year. I I know that Buffalo seems to do the exact opposite and start hot, finish cold. Um, I've got Buffalo winning a close one on Monday night. I've got the Jets winning a close one on Monday night. I I and, and honestly, what I'm going to use the exact same line that you just used is that team chemistry matters. And I have never seen an Aaron Rodgers team that has been more together going into the season than what this Jets team is. The offensive guys, the defenses guys, you have seen them more together 
as opposed to breakout units than any team that I've really seen. Granted, you're in New York media, so you're going to get seen more anyhow. I, I think Aaron's being around that team makes them a more a more cohesive unit and I, I think the Jets are gonna come out and, and this is their chance chance to announce their intentions to the world. And I think the Jets are going to do that. I, I think the Jets win a good game because I'm never I'm never picking somebody to blow the Bills out. That team that offense is too good. That quarterback's too good. But I think the Jets are going to if they're going to make the proclamation that they're trying what of what their goal is this season, I think they have to start on Monday night. And I think that's what they do. Uh so let's get to your terrible idea um of division winners. Um, we'll, we'll start with our own divisions because I think we're going to agree here. AFC West, I have the Chiefs winning the division. I've got the Chiefs winning the division as well. Um, I've also got the Chiefs and the Chargers being, uh, the two playoff teams out of that division. As do I. Um, the NFC, NFC West, I have the Niners winning the division. Yeah, Niners winning the division. And I've got the Seahawks also being a playoff team out of that division. I think the Seahawks missed the playoffs. Okay. I, 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 I think I think the Niners are going to be the only team in that division to see the playoffs. Um. Want to go to the East? Yeah. Okay. Uh, NFC East. I have gone back and forth with this division a few times. Um. The closer we've gotten, the further I've gotten from my initial thought. Um, I think I'm leaning back towards Philadelphia winning the division. Um, Admittedly, the Cowboys were getting pretty high up on that list for me. And and I still think it's close, but I think the Eagles probably edge out that division um, and are probably in the conversations for that one seed. Uh, I just... I don't know, the closer we get, the more the Cowboys just, I mean, seem like the Cowboys. No, I agree. Um, I've actually got uh, the Eagles winning the division, um, and, and this is a very tough division to pick, especially for second place. I've got the Giants sneaking in as a wild card team in this division. Brian DeBull... We've seen what he can do with an elite quarterback. We've also seen what he can do with Danny Dimes. And second-year quarterbacks in a system seem to take that jump. I'm not saying he's going to be Josh Allen. I just feel like this team's going to come out and start smacking people in the mouth. They got Saquon. Brian DeBall is going to know what to do with him. He's a he's just an all-around weapon. He just lines up in the backfield. And they don't have really shit for wide receivers. They have a tight end. So, I look for them to sneak in, um, maybe even win a game, a round one game in the in the wild card. Uh, I, I feel like they're a one and done team, um, but I, I don't I don't feel that the uh, the Cowboys are going to make it. I, I feel like they're going to split 
with the division and not have a good enough record to get in and go back to being the Cowboys. And Could we, they be the exact say, opposite say, and be a Super Bowl team? Very much so. When you say they're going to go back to being the Cowboys, that's the exact reason I'm going to put them in the playoffs. I've got, I'm I'm still iffy on the Giants, um, but I think I think the Cowboys are probably that six seven wild card team. Um, that's, I think I think they're good enough to make it. I, I I think they have too much talent not to make the playoffs. But I just don't. I don't believe in the head coach for them to be in a position to actually succeed in the playoffs. The AFC East, probably the second most competitive division in football this year. I know who you've got winning the division, and I'm going to differ. Okay. I I just have a hard time picking against the Jets right now. Just that that team is fucking stacked. I that team could go seven and nine. Like I I'm not saying that the possibility doesn't exist, but you're you're asking me to pick pre week one. I've got the Jets winning, the Dolphins securely be probably being the number five seed, probably with the third fourth best record and fucking in the in the AFC, but because. Jacksonville will make the playoffs. They'll be the five seed. I've got the Dolphins, and then honestly, the Bills are probably in that six-seven spot. I, I think probably fighting for that division, for that six-seven spot. If there's a division that gets three teams in, I feel like this one's probably it because I don't feel like the AFC North is going to be good enough overall to get three spots. But they're going to be uber competitive to get the one they'll get, if not the two they'll get. Um, so I've got Jets winning, Dolphins five, Bills probably six or seven. Um, which I mean, you only get three wild card teams, so you have to stop and think about it. We've both got the Chargers in. If the Dolphins and the Bills both make it. That means the NFC, they're the AFC North only gets one team, or only gets the division winner in, and I feel like it's hard to say that with the Ravens and the Bengals, both in that division. Um, so I've I've got uh, the Dolphins winning it. Um, I feel like they are the powerhouse in the AFC East right now. Um, and then I, I just worry about the health of that team, that, and that's probably my big. My big worry is the health of that team. I I, I get it. Um, I, I've got the Bills coming in second, and then the Jets. Uh, all three teams making it in. Uh, probably the most competitive and the best division in football this year. Um, obviously, with the Patriots not making it in. Um, that being said, I don't. I'm sorry. I once again, I've said it before. I've said it all summer. What the hell does Aaron Rodgers give me that's so much different than what he had in Green Bay? He's got the same. He's got a lot of the same guys around him. He's got a little bit more talent, if you want to say that. But he brought over everybody else that he possibly could. And he's got Nathaniel Hackett. If Nathaniel Hackett's putting together the same playbook that the Broncos rolled out with, 
Rob Saul is out of a job at the end of the year. That's fair. Uh, I what? Other than Aaron Rodgers being Aaron Rodgers, and I'm sorry, at some point that shit's got to stop. Because we watched Tom Brady not be Tom Brady for the last season, and it hurt. At what point do we realize sometimes it just doesn't happen? The fairy tale ending doesn't happen like we want it to. Oh, yeah. And and I, I'm not arguing that that possibility is definitely out there for the season. Like I said, this team could go 7-9. And how about this? So, that same Aaron Rodgers... Who, whose teams have historically got run the fuck over with great defenses, historically great Green Bay defenses. Those teams were ran over by Mike. I get Rob Sala coached with Mike, so he, he kind of knows how it's going to go. Mike's offenses steamrolled everything in their path with a guy named Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson Jr. in San Francisco. And who the fuck does he have running the ball right now? I I don't... They get in, whip-de-doo. They play the Dolphins. I'm taking the Dolphins to steamroll them. I get Aaron Rodgers doesn't play on the defensive side of the ball, Coincidences happen one or two times. Like four years in a row, it's not a coincidence. They've got your number. You can't bring everybody over and go, we got something different now. Especially with what your offensive coordinator put out on on tape last year. Dear God. Unless Aaron Rodgers himself is calling the plays. Which is what I honestly believe is happening. Fine. (laughs) It's still Nathaniel Hackett's playbook. We seen that playbook last year with what somebody I do believe is washed, but for his entire time in Seattle was one of the scariest guys to be under center ever. Yeah. I, Jets fans, other than him being Aaron Rodgers, why should I believe in this? Exactly. What has changed other than the color green he wears? <clears throat> To make me believe that this is a different Aaron Rodgers-led team. Mike McCarthy was a problem before, and then you get an, a young offensive quarterback running a Shanahan system. Nothing. You Now you're back into a Shanahan system with Nathaniel Hackett's offense and the 49ers defensive playbook. But it's not the 49ers defense. It's a 49ers copycat defense, which is a very good defense, by the way. And how many still think they should have drafted a corner? Yeah, but but how many Super Bowls has that defense won? That's fair. I, why should I believe in Aaron Rodgers and the Jets? Other than the pundits want me to because it's Aaron fucking Rodgers. I get it. He's the greatest talent we've ever seen grace the football field. Right now, L.A.'s got that. We don't want to talk about it because it's L.A. I still think Kansas City does, but... <laughs> Talent. Not saying player. Talent. <laughs> no, I still think Kansas City does. I, I, I don't... Look, if the Jets make it, I mean, I believe they will. That that division's going to be scary. 
And the division's going to be fun to watch all season. But I just... I would rather see the North get two teams in. I, I also just feel the Bills are going to do what they did last year, get off to a really hot start where they coast in. And I can't remember their offensive... Uh, Ken... Ken Dorsey. Ken Dorsey runs Josh Allen into the ground again and gets their head coach fired. If that if that offense isn't any better than it was last year, I don't see them making the playoffs. Like that, that offense has to improve, and I think has to improve dramatically. I, otherwise, I I can I, I have legitimate worry that the Bills will miss the playoffs. Which I, I get it. I, I just also – they start out so fast every year. I just don't – Aaron Rodgers-led teams start out slow. So do the Jets. Why does that change? Okay. We'll move on to the South uh, because I, th- I think we're going to agree here. Uh, Jaguars win the AFC South. Yeah, not and, another and, team. And nobody else is remotely close to the playoffs. Not another team. Um, and then in the NFC, I, I have a feeling we're probably not going to disagree here. The Saints win the South. Saints win the South. Um, and by when I say that nobody else is remotely close, I mean to the rest of the division because the Saints will probably be like 9-8. and eight. Um, you might get another six-win team in that division. I wouldn't bet on it, but you might. Uh, so yeah, Saint, Saints, Jags, nobody else. Cool. Now I think the two, two of the most fun things to talk about: the NFC and AFC North. Try to get through these with some haste. So right now, we've got Niners, Eagles. Cowboys Giants combination one lack of what whatever, which leaves for me three spots in the playoffs. I don't know who the fuck's going to win this division. I'm going to pick the Lions. That's what I'm going to do. I'm also picking the Lions, but the Vikings might win the division. I'm taking the Vikings to make it in. But the Bears and Packers might be relevant in the division. They aren't going to win it, but they will be relevant in the NFL. That This is going to be one of those Week 18. Oh, my God. This, this, this is going to be so much down, fun down to the end. Yeah, if this comes down to Week 18, and I, I obviously need to look at the schedule again, but if it's two AFC North matchups... It better be. The winners are going to... There's a gigantic-ass cricket in the studio. Yeah, no, I just hit him with a broom. That's why he's jumping around. Um, <laughs> the but, the winners are going to the playoffs. Yeah, and God, I I'm honestly leaning towards because if if both the Cowboys and the Giants make it, that leaves two spots. Can I say one thing? Go ahead. This might sway you just a little bit. Contract year, Kirk Cousins. I mean, I've got the Lions and the Vikings making it. Like my 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 caveat is is that last spot is the last spot. I think that seven seed between the Cowboys, the Giants, the Bears, the Packers. I think that spot's gonna be electric down. That one of those teams will be flexed into the final spot. I'm hoping that it's. I have to look. I'm praying. That Bears-Packers is the last game of the season. Either Bears-Packers or Cowboys-Giants. 
Granted, I'm guessing since they both play each other week one, it's not going to be week 18. But I'm hoping some combination of those four teams makes up Sunday and Monday night football that week. Um, I guess it's just Sunday night football in week 18. But those important games, Saturday night and Sunday night football. Um, I, I think the, the Vikings and the Lions both make it with comfort. I've got the Lions winning that division just because I think that team's that damn good. I, I think you're... Granted, I think that's an 11-win team probably. Um, maybe 12. But I feel like that's good enough to win that division. The Vikings are probably a 10-win team. Um, because they're going to regress to the mean on some of those one one score games. Yes. The AFC North. I've got the Bengals winning it. I've got the Bengals taking my final spot in the AFC. And then I think the Ravens are in that are in that seventh spot. Um, if 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 the Bills falter like I think they do, I think the Ravens take that last spot. No, I completely agree. Um, I've got it. If the Bills or the Jets, mm-hmm. oh, or fuck, maybe both of them do, and the Steelers sneak in. Yeah, I mean the Steelers are just a hard team not to pick in the playoff picture because you know that they're going to be there. Yeah, right up until the bitter end. They're going to be fighting for that last spot. Yes, I don't. I don't think that they're fighting for the division necessarily. I, I think the top of that division is probably twelve wins. And, and if you have a twelve win Bengals team and eleven wins Ravens team, I'm not going to be too terribly shocked. I, I am going to see what the Ravens look like on offense, but the the Bengals, I'm not that worried about as far as performance goes. Um, so that's God. We just picked the division winners. You know what that means. All it's left to do is kick off the NFL season. It is. Uh, did uh, real quick. I don't know if you remember or not. Did we pick Super Bowl winners before the season last year? Um, I or did we make Super Bowl predictions at all? I, I don't know if we did at all. Um, do we want to real quick or sure? Okay, out of each of our seven, um, I guess since I brought it up, so I can give you a little bit of time to look at it, unless you're ready. I can go first. Go ahead. Um, I've got representing the AFC. The Cincinnati Bengals. Representing the NFC. Not as the one seed. But as the division winner that just came in and fucked everything up for everybody else. Something tells me they wear blue. God, you know me way too well. The Detroit fucking Lions. And you know what? If that's it, right? I'm taking the Lions to win that game. Aiden Hutchinson running down Joe Burrow for 60 minutes with the biggest, cheesiest, goofiest, because he's not a goofy-looking guy. He's just running that fast. Smile on his face would be the happiest thing he got to do. And Jared Goff hoisting a Lombardi and flipping off the entire city of L.A. while doing it. 
seems poetic. First off, the NFL writers, if they beat me to it, they didn't. They're grabbing it off the cast. All right? I proved it last year. Do I... I look at those teams that I've I've picked. I, I feel like, you know, the Niners and Eagles, they beat each other up. What whoever wins, I, I feel like that's that's a divisional round game. I'm not saying the Eagles or the the Lions have an easier path. They just don't get stuck having to play the Niners or the Eagles. Or the Vikings, which I feel like they'd annihilate the Vikings, but the Vikings are going to be a good team in the NFC this year. That they're going to sit on the on the correct side of the bracket. They're going to get a beat up either Niners or Eagles team in the NFC Championship game. And that dirty, gritty football that they play wins them the championship game and we watched Detroit play in a Super Bowl which we never thought was going to happen in a billion years and finally get their get their comeuppance now, I really wanted to pick Detroit to pick, to, to make the Super Bowl cuz honestly my first my my initial ping that went off in my head is we're going to get a preview of the Super Bowl Tomorrow. If you're telling me that Detroit and Kansas City play each other a second time this season, I don't know I'm picking against it. Here's what I got to say about that. That happens. The loser of tomorrow night's game wins it. Good chance. I don't think I'm going to pick Detroit. I, I think and the, I the think NFC they need one more the NFC by no means is this the Lions let's say the Eagles take the one seed Niners get the two Lions let they're probably going to be at the 7 seed just the way records work out I don't know if they're going to be as bad as a 7 seed they they should probably be ranked probably 4th or 5th but the way it's going to play out they get the Niners in the wild card I don't think they win that game. They get the Eagles in the wild card. I don't think they win that game. That's going to have to be a Niners and Eagles play each other in the divisional round, beat the ever-loving shit out of each other, and the Lions just have to be on the other side of the bracket to to skirt past that mm-hmm. and not get a team off two weeks rest. That that's how they have to get there. I hate picking Super Bowls or Super Bowl winners this early. I do too. But last it's last fun. year was, last year part of it was easy because I had I had a bet on the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. So for financial interest, I I could I could pick that. Um, dude, I am. I have a hard time picking against the Chiefs, like. The AFC Championship game has become the Patrick Mahomes Invitational. Are you counting on Chris Jones being there? By then, he'll be there. I mean, if you fi- 
by the sounds of it, worst case scenario, Chris Jones is there by week eight. Because the Chiefs have shown little to no interest in actually moving him. So, I think it might be homery. I'm, I'm still going to take Kansas City. I, I think the Bengals and the Bills have gotten just a little bit worse. I think Andy Reid's still the best head coach going in football right now. I'm still taking Patrick Mahomes. He's he's the best player in the NFL. He's the best quarterback in the NFL. He's probably going to lose MVP to Joe Burrow, but I, I think he's... I'm just not paying against him. I, I'm going to revel in the fact that when I when I throw a jersey on on Sundays, the team that, the team that owns the jersey that I throw on suits up Patrick Mahomes. If he wins if he loses the AFC championship game, it sucks, but that's who I'm, that's, I'm, I'm riding with my team. I don't I don't call me what you want. I don't care. The NFC, God, I don't think the Eagles repeat as, a, as NFC champs. Honestly, my my main thought still goes back to the game that I thought we were going to have last year. I, 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 I don't believe that we're only going to see it one time. I think we're going to have that Super Bowl again. You bitch. I, 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 I just... If Brock Purdy is anywhere close to what we think he is, that's the best fucking team in the NFC. As long as he's good, as long as he's Alex Smith, that's the best fucking team in the NFC, and it's not particularly close. The the Eagles can make the argument. Detroit, I believe, is still a year away from making the Super Bowl. If they're going to make it, I think they're still a year away. I think they need... I think they need to be a year three team on that shit. I I don't know if you're mad because you already have a predisposed outcome of of this game. I know what happens in this game. But I think it's going to be Chiefs Niners. I've literally watched this game before. I know. No, sorry. I watched the first half of this game and was belligerently drunk by the sec- by the first touchdown in the second half. And I'm good with that. But I San Francisco is the most talented team in football. If Brock Purdy can be what Brock Purdy showed he was last year and stay healthy, and I know that's a big caveat for the quarterbacks in San Francisco. If he can be healthy, I understand he's not the best quarterback in the conference. I don't give a shit. That's the best team. And Patrick Mahomes is the greatest fucking thing to walk, to walk across NFL grass. You may not like it. It may be homery. I don't give a shit. Dude's got two MVPs, two Super Bowl MVPs. And by the way, he's like 47 days older than I am. He's younger than you. I might take Patrick Mahomes every year he plays in the NFL. The Chiefs might be my pick to go to the Super Bowl. And you know what? It's not a wrong pick. At 
this point, if I pick him, if I pick the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl every time he started, he would have been there 60% of the fucking time. I'm I'm going to ride with it. I I don't give a shit what the what the thoughts on the outside are. I'm going to take him. I'm going to take that team. Chiefs, Niners, and yeah, no, I, I think if that's if that's the game, the Chiefs walk out with the Lombardi. Yeah, I, 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 I've I think I think yeah, you get Nick to. Bosa has nine more sacks in a Super Bowl. Is the Super Bowl MVP, but he's on the wrong side of the trophy hoisting. I get it. I've watched the game before, so that's what I got. All right, let's wrap it up. Uh, one last bit of news. I can't honestly believe we forgot about this um prayers out to sloan smith alex smith's daughter um have you not heard no they found another piece of uh uh cancer in her brain god damn it um she is uh, i believe seven years old um so prayers out to the smith family that family's been through too much already um in life um so thoughts prayers go out to them um and uh yeah that's something that i don't even want to think about um i know that feeling yeah but all right we'll, we'll get out of here um on a rather somber note i was well of- I, we could always pick it back up uh Go ahead. Let's take us out. I think I've got something to cheer you up. All right. We're going to get out of here, guys. Week one is officially here. We are... We're back. The world is right. NFL football has back to grace us and, let's face it, ruin our weekends for the next 21 weekends. But we're here for it. The Too Fat to Play podcast, back in full gear, back to disappoint and piss all of you off on a regular basis. For the last time, that's not between football games. Be kind to each other, love one another, and always remember, fuck fuck the the Cowboys. Cowboys. See, you feel better, don't you?